I'm not here. What? I'm not here. You pretty much look like you're here. I'm in Vegas. You, mm, this, just is realized, not, this is not Vegas. No, no, I've just realised that when this podcast comes out, I'm going to be in Las Vegas. Oh, and ooh. I know. Very nice. So, any Americans in Vegas? Pub? Welcome to the April um, episode of the FFL podcast. I'm Mr. Smith. Hello. And I'm with Mr. me, Birch. Mr. Birch. Hello. Um, I just feel that whenever we start talking halfway through our sentence, the epic music should just step in because uh, we've just come off from watching the Avengers trailer again. Again. And again. it's just, and it, again. And then it, every time it just, I'm just struck by the fact that it's, the epic music is so epic. Um, we're huge fans of epic music here at the uh, Fantasy Film League. Um, I listen to it in the you, car. You want a bed of epic music? I just, I want as as we're talking, and just before we get to the end of this, it should just go and should rise up and then go for no reason, much like the Avengers trailer, which we covered. So we've actually got a fair few things to do yep. this month. As um, usual, we'll have some news. We will, yes. So we have I've, some real world news as well, well yes, as some we do. game we've got, news. Yes, we do. We've got breaking stuff. We're recording this in... Where are we recording this now? I'm in Vegas, middle, but we're recording this in the middle of March. Yep. So a lot's happened. I've obviously... I've been to see a few films. Mm. Um, I saw a film. So we've got, we got like yep. four films to cover. Yep. Um, um, we should just crack on. I think so. This is the news. So, in game news, uh, actually not a lot. I've, I have been, uh, I was talking last time, I'm like under the hood, tinkering away with Whopper. Yeah. Uh, you've, done, you've done one thing that's really good, because came, something came up on Discord, because, because of Captain Marvel, something popped up, and there was a, there was a, <laughs> a, a brief campaign for Gemma Chan to be a right. supporting cast in Marvel, which yes. she's not, she's a hit. And a few people were like, oh, if I knew she was going to be hit. And everyone said, yeah, and it's fair enough. So we've now put a TBC in on the casting, haven't we? It says, yeah, so if we've not made a decision yet, it doesn't go, you know, if, if we've decided they're top billing, it says they're top billing. And if they're uh, supporting, it says they're supporting. And if they if we haven't decided yet, like with Avengers, yep. it'll say TBC. So, uh, and I'm actually going to put um, another thing that someone suggested that we'll, I'll roll in very shortly is it'll actually go... If it's a film that hasn't been scored yet, it'll go, this is provisional, it might change. Yes. And if it has scored, it'll go, this is it. And, and the reason <laughs> This is what it is. And the reason we're putting these things in is mainly for the big Marvel films. Because now, because they're a massive universe of 20 or whatever, or 20 odd films, um, anyone can pop up at any point and we need to balance it out. So... Uh, I'll come back to Captain Marvel because I went and saw it, so we'll talk about that later yep. on. But casting is difficult, so yep. in some cases, and I, I talk about this on the Trailers podcast, I actually I made it's coincidentally I'm off work, so I'm actually going to go and see Avengers on the day it opens, specifically um, to annoy all my friends and say oh, the end, the end is really good. No, don't tell me. But <laughs> also, also, so I can I can put an accurate and fair casting in. Yes. So um, there's going to be a lot of people. A lot of people had a lot of money riding on Captain Marvel. And that's why they were so invested in certain members being supporting There's cast. huge fuffle investment. There is. But uh, in fairness, though, it was it was done quite democratically on Discord. And everyone kind of went, yeah, actually, you know, that's... 
yeah, yeah. we can't really argue with your um, your casting choices. So that's in, which is yes. important. What I've been tinkering away at is um, we uh, automatically pull the films that are listed uh, as coming soon. Yes. We pull those in automatically from a uh, another website called the Movie Database. Uh, it's a bit like Wikipedia for for films uh, to so save us from having to do it. And it also pulls the cast in. And the way I'd done it previously, which had been around for a couple of years now, um, it was a bit flaky and it would often pull in films before the full cast was entered, uh, especially for films that sort of where their production dates moved around. Yeah. So now it, it, it looks every day, it looks four weeks into the future and gets every film that has someone in the FFL in it. Uh, and it pulls it in and then it keeps updating it. So if the cast changes as it gets nearer and nearer, as the information on, on the movie database gets uh, you know, sort of locked more down and yeah. more accurate, uh, it means so it means that as you get up to the, the point of the, the film being released, everyone who should be in it is in it because we had problems in the past where we would put a film in, we'd score it, and it's like, oh my goodness, we've forgotten we've someone forgot- really obvious from yeah. this film. It's because we were, you know, uh, Whopper was doing it automatically for us and we weren't checking it. So now it's going to be a lot safer and a lot more complete because it, it often missed films out until they were released. So now you're going to have a lot better. And I'm now with all of that, you know, gnarly infrastructure stuff done, I can actually start making it show things like all the release or both the release dates, the UK and the US, that will come in and I'll be able to do a better coming soon film because at the moment it shows you like four films. Yeah. I'm going to be able to give you like the full, a full and like gen- a, a big look into the Generally the films, I mean the big releases will be released internationally simultaneously. Yeah. But some but not films, always. Not always. Yeah. And some films can pop up weeks if not months before. Yes. This is especially true um, at the end of the year. So a film might come out in December in the UK, but doesn't drop in the US until January yep. for various reasons. And that can seriously throw you off because obviously the scores reset yeah. and you don't well, I noticed the... one that there was one that came out, in the, I think it was like October last year in the UK called Peterloo, um, which is only now in April coming out in the US. So sometimes, and, and that one just happened to have a huge cast in it. Yeah. Uh, not that I think any of them, many, many of them are in the system, but uh, yeah, uh, it'll be a lot more obvious now. Uh, you'll be able to go in and, well, shortly you'll be able to go in and see, oh, it's already been out in the US, uh, but it's, even if it's like in the coming soon for the UK. Um, yeah. So it's sort of got a little bit, you know, we, we, I, I'd been sort of doing lots of little things like film searching and stuff that was helping people out. And then I've sort of gone quiet over the last month. I have been really busy. I've written a ton of code to make this happen. Basically, I had to throw all the old stuff away because it yeah. was just rubbish. And, um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, replace yeah. it. Yeah. What idiot coded that? Yeah, me from t- <laughs> me from 2017 or 2016 or something uh, like that. Nerd. <laughs> what a loser. Uh, <laughs> um, and right. yeah, and, and, yeah. And, and this thing, and but the, the, the point here, one of the points here is that... Um, the Discord group is a really good place to be. If you're if you're dead keen on this game, and and there are a few people who are who are changing their films more rapidly than anything else, um, it's a good point. We tend to bounce things off Discord, and we we do tend to say, "Hey, this is good." And we've had a few really really obvious suggestions from people, and we've always we just kind of someone had a suggestion of the week, and we we're like, "Yeah, why haven't we done that?" So. Like Such head bangingly obvious. Yes. Yeah. So um, it's a good it's a good place to come and find us. So yeah. yeah. So if it goes a bit quiet on the front end, it usually means that that you're at the back end pulling reams of cable uh, and wire out of the yeah, back yeah. of the system. Or, or I've system. got obsessed with some computer game. Currently, I'm really trying to limit my time on Mario Kart Eight. 
Um, I've done all of the 50cc and the 100cc, and I'm going to be moving on to the 100cc. But that that actually arrived today for me, so I'm not going to play it. I'm limiting myself to like one Grand Prix a day, so that otherwise, because you know. Obsessive, it, obsessive compulsive has been used to describe me in the past. Yeah, well, uh, this is this is the man who virtually flew his spaceship across the galaxy. Yes, this is true. So I don't know. like to think about the number of hours that have gone into that game. Um, moving on, let's have some real world news. Literally, as we record this yesterday, the news popped out that James Gunn. James Gunn's uh, back, baby. He was the director of Guardians of Galaxy 1 and Guardians of Galaxy 2. And then some stupid stuff happened on Twitter and Disney went, uh, Panic! Uh, we don't Eject. like you anymore! Yes. Uh, uh, don't be the director. And I think uh, various other cast members went, this is all kinds of messed up. Maybe we don't want to do a Guardians of the Galaxy 3 movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, some time has passed and now he's back. So He's apparently, back on board. so apparently, there's a couple of things on this story, and this is obviously breaking news. Did it? Did it? Breaking news. Um, apparently, he'd spoken. This has been arranged months ago. Hmm. Apparently, he'd he'd obviously, you know, there was some controversy. He'd he'd made some jokes on Twitter, jokes in inverted commas on Twitter about ten years yeah. ago, which he hadn't hidden or deleted or anything. No. But someone had stirred him up. He yeah. apologised for it. Of, as, I, think, I think took them out of context a bit, right? Yeah, it yeah. was. Yeah, it was the usual thing. But anyway, he immediately apologised for it and explained what he was doing making those jokes in the first place and his his explanation was was all right it was reasonable but apparently months ago they'd basically said yeah we'll we'll get you back at some point don't worry so he's gone off he's been involved in brightburn which is that mystery film that we watched yeah superman's origin story uh, what if superman Superman was a total yeah and then he's doing (laughs) suicide squad 2 for dc yes and when he's finished that he's going to go back crossing the stream he is but when he goes when he's finished doing that he's going to go back oh he has to finish that yeah because he's well he's contractually obliged to do it but he's written but apparently he's already written guardians galaxy 3 the script's already been approved it was good to go and they literally they were going to start filming like that week yeah I assume um, he has the playlist already stacked and ready to go. I, I, it's like I a key thing. I can only imagine. Key thing. So something that someone said um, on um, Discord, apparently, is that, and again, this may not be true, but um, when he was persona non gratis mm-hmm. for Disney, they tried to get um, our man from Thor. Oh, uh, Taika, Waki- Taika, Taika Waititi. Taika yeah. Waititi. They tried to get him in to do Guardians of the Galaxy because I think they probably have a quite a similar... Vibe, vibe yes. to I, that, he's but, who's he's who I would go to. Yeah, but apparently, again, apparently he said, "No, not my film. It's James Gunn's film. Not touching it." Which is kind of honourable. That is, it's just kind of nice. I what suppose. a dude. Well, yeah, what a legend. Um, but yeah, so we're we're back. But mm. on the back of this, I'd forgotten that we were doing Suicide Squad two, which doesn't have Will Smith in it. Oh, it does not. No, have it Will does Smith. not have Will Smith in it because he basically went, uh, "No." I think he may have gone, "Oh hell no," because I think that's <laughs> apparently what he does. Um, Oh yeah, but yeah, it's good. Um, yeah, but apparently, um, but I'm quite enthused by the fact that James Gunn is running Suicide Squad too. Yeah, because they basically tried to do Suicide Squad in a James Gunn style, and it didn't yeah. work. And he's a guy who knows how to do an an anarchic group, indeed. So which um, the Suicide Squad, are. it could that's actually. That could be quite interesting now. It, bode, it bodes well. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so we'll see on that. So that's... Yeah. yeah. Also, just tonally, he's not like... I mean, just look at Guardians of the Galaxy. He is not Mr. Dark and Brooding. And, he doesn't need Dark and, and Brooding. And D- D- DC is like... They are, they are brooded out. They need to just... They, they need to... 
They need to buck up and have a bit of fun. <laughs> they, they need to <laughs> buck get up their ideas. They need to buck up their ideas. They need to get their shizzle together. Um, but we talked about Shazam um, oh, yeah. in the last well, Trailers podcast. And that goodness. seems to be an attempt to kind of add some balance yeah. to, the, to the... Somewhere in between, I think, would yeah. be nice. And I think yeah. so. And I think, but yeah, so uh, DC may be writing the ship. Let's see. Let's hope. Let's, let's hope, yeah. So should we probably just talk about Captain Marvel. Well, actually, you say that, but <laughs> this is this isn't quite news because this is a long running project for me. But I've got a, a big development on my uh, admittedly long running project to a get, whopper. Uh, no, 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 no. This is uh, my project to get uh, Flash Gordon remade. Now, <laughs> oh yeah, do Hang you on, remember we talked about yeah, this? We talked about this like quite years a long time ago, ago yeah. didn't? Because. The only thing that you've said that you wanted so far for the Flash Gordon remake was to replace the entire soundtrack that Queen had done. Which is epic. Which is epic. And replace it with Muse. Yes, because if you're going to do if you're going to do a Flash Gordon remake and frankly 1982 80, when, 1980 80, 80, yeah. A long time ago since that movie came out, right? It's it's I think there's sufficient time has passed. So we're even so, though it is epic. So I, I think we've discussed this before. You you want to retain the high camp of it. The the, the, the there's only one uh band that's out around at the moment that could do the operatic level right, of okay. epicness that I'm after, and that is Muse. <laughs> okay, I, I so, would be so, okay, so who, excited so, Alright, alright, go but, on then. So what have you done? Well, we were recording and I was uh, the podcast and I was listening back to it. And um, something you said last time just sparked this, the, the first cast member I want in <laughs> okay. this movie, right? Okay, go on, what have I done? we were talking about Gerard Butler, and you were talking about him being in a submarine. Oh, and you went, Yeah, and then you said... I said dive, didn't dive! I? Dive! You're, oh, yeah. And in the moment, no, in the moment, I didn't think of it, but listening back, it was like... This is like, it was like a lightning bolt to my brain. Bing. Like, this is it. So, okay, well, it's obvious who you're going to put Gerard Butler in. He's obviously going to be... Uh, Prince Voltan Prince or Voltran, whatever. Basically... The leader of the Hawkmen. Yeah. Brian Blessed. Basically, yes. You need... Uh, you need <laughs> him <laughs> as Brian Blessed. Oh, <laughs> uh, how, how amazing is that going to be? I'm, like, super excited about the possibility of this. <laughs> okay, so you haven't got the rights. No. You haven't got the budget. No. You haven't got the number of Gerard Butler's agent. No. You don't know how to contact the band to ask them to do the soundtrack. <laughs> no idea. Um, but, but this is but this is happening, people. But but, but if I, but, <laughs> but the idea is so strong. To be honest with you, do you know what? We've had so many remakes, restylings, reimaginings, prequels, cyquels, re all those things. Flash Gordon should be due. Totally, it's but, time has come. But you're right; it needs to have the. There's a twiddly, lot of love. twiddly guitar. Yeah. Who would you now? See, the thing is, is now that they've done because obviously we have got Mad Max Fury Road. Mm-hmm. Is that the kind of style you're going for? Just, just absolutely banana pants. I think it has to be. So, are you going to get George Miller in to, do, to be your director, that's or a, are you that, going to think about something else? That's a. He's a strong. <laughs> I say, are you going to get George Miller? Someone yeah. get me George Miller. Now, it's not like we can get him, but uh, it, buying into your if you build it, they will come. Fantasy. If you build it, they will come. Okay. Uh... Yeah, um, I need to think about it. I mean, we did talk about Terry Gilliam last time, but I want this movie made sometime this century. So you know. yeah, um, okay. So, so are you going to continue noodling in this on your own, or do you want to open this out? Do you know what? I'd love people to come into Discord and have a, and, and and throw some ideas at me, because because it's taken so, 
three or four years to get to the first cast point of casting so, the first so, person. Okay, so I think we need to step it up a bit. So I need okay. a bit of a bit of collaboration, a bit of uh, input from the the wise players of the game. Will be good. Can I have Matt, Mark Strong admitting the merciless? Because <laughs> you've got to have one Mark way or another. I think we need to have Mark Strong in. What it's some, Mark, some Mark, Mark Strong needs to be in. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is let's workshop right. this, guys. Let's okay. workshop it. <laughs> Right. So, okay. So, no more Gerard Butler impersonations now, yeah. and no more uh, Keanu Reeves. Never go full Keanu. No, never. <laughs> I mean, he's got a samurai sword, and he's on a horse. It's gonna be yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's soon. Awesome. It's soon. We've got to get past the Avengers, and then we can then we can wick. Patience. Yes. Patience. Uh, right. So let's talk about Captain Marvel. Yes. This now everyone's now gone. Spoilers. Don't panic. Captain Marvel is actually not spoilery. Ah, okay. Because it's set before everything else. It's a like everything. Yeah. So it's basically the entire film is based in 1995. Cool, yeah. So first things off, 1995 and 1996 were kind of my my lost years and I think they were lost for you as well. And I I do remember there was Reading Festival and I remember it rained on a Thursday. That's all I remember of Reading Festival. I remember, I remember, I remember a few things that we probably can't talk about too much on this podcast, but it's all a bit of a haze to me. Um, however, the music, the entire soundtrack of Captain Marvel is only songs that were released in that six month period. And that was a strong And, and I time own, for music. I think I own almost every single one of those you songs. You have the soundtrack already. Yeah, because it, it's, I can yeah. piece it together. You were there, man. You I were was there, man. I lived it, man. I was there. Um, so yeah, so it's got, so the film, okay, so, for, so, so for people of a certain age, it is nostalgic. So in the same way that people of a certain age, the Guardians of the Galaxy is, is absolute 70s nostalgia cheese mm. mixtape-tastic. Captain Marvel has done the same trick with people who are in their late 30s, mid 40s kind mm. of age range when yeah. when you were when we were young, which isn't a song that was on the soundtrack because that was like 2000 and something. Anyway, Captain Marvel is all about it's basically it's it's about a character called Carol Danvers, called Vers, who oh, right. is a Cree, who is an Vers. alien Vers, who is a Cree okay. alien and they're basically part of a police force. And Jude Law is kind of like on the police force with her. Right. And Gemma Chan turns up for like literally like one scene, two scenes, has like two lines. That's why she was a hit, guys. Um, and a few other people that you'll recognize from the Guardians of the Galaxy universe because they right. pop up before. Uh, didn't I see there's the guy Ronin, the guy who plays Ronin? The guy with the hammer. Uh, Lee Pace, the guy yeah, with the massive hammer. Yeah, Lee, Lee Pace, it, thank you. But yeah. it's before he goes rogue and ah, decides okay. to try and kill right. everyone. Okay. So it's all, it's based, so it's it's also 10 years before Iron Man yeah. is done. Now, I guess if you're being really geeky about it, Captain America's around, but he's having a snooze, right? Exactly, yes. Yeah. Yeah, so everything's, so you could, it is possible that you could actually, if you were going to watch the Marvel films, you could almost start with this one because ah, it is. So this is like an in. It is an almost an in. Yeah. Um, because it, it's uh, one of the um, one of the, st- the stones that turn up in the, the infinity, infinity stones. stones. Yeah. One of those turned up. One of the knuckle dusters. One of those. <laughs> um, one of them turn up. 
but ah, okay. but it isn't pivotal. It's kind right. of it's okay. kind of anyway. It's it all, something for the fans, but it's not exactly. So the point being right. is, that I'm trying to be I'm trying to be vague, just because. But it's really good. It's it's 1990s. They've nailed it with the look and the feel and the the style, the music and the, the fashion's all very good. Uh, now now I'd heard that that the character that Brie Larson plays is called Carol Danvers, but yeah. you're saying it's verse. So is uh, there, it is at the beginning. There's some there's story a thing. There's a journey. Right. So basically, okay. the so. The Brie Larson character starts thinking she is one thing, and then the entire okay. film is a revelation about actually she is not. She's not who she thinks she is, oh, okay. and she's actually someone Something else. else and, right. and there's a whole thing. So the, oh, so the, okay. the actual film starts with um, this Cree kind of strike force right. dropping into so like in space. And they they drop into a, a, a do they do a mission and they're basically all special forces guys and they do a mission and you're kind of going this isn't the film why are we not in the 1990s and then basically it all kicks off and she ends up crashing into a blockbusters in 1995 and then Samuel L Jackson turns up as Nick Fury with two eyes um, Nick Fury no no no, no two eyes not oh. eyes in his name doofus <laughs> I'm um, sorry Nick Fury no, no, not Nick Fury oh jeez um, and Clark Gregg turns up as Agent Coulson so they're right. both but they're uh, shield okay. agents from back in the day yeah, so yeah, they've both yeah. been digitally de-aged he says with air, air quotes. So they've yeah. done obviously. How, Sam, no, right. So how does that look? Because I've seen. It I, actually I, looks really good. I was be, worried it was going to suck. Well, Samuel L. Jackson hasn't really aged much since the nineties, anyway, because the man's a legend. Yeah, but do uh, you know how old he is? He's seventy. Is he seventy? Damn, That's, he's as old as my dad. He doesn't look good in Captain Marvel, though. But I think it's because they've they've de- they've de- aged him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not they- that young. He's not that <laughs> look- good looking. But no, but it's it's it isn't weird. It isn't like it isn't like Peter Cushing in Rogue One. It's it's not yeah, it's not that, was, that weird. But, but that they, wasn't Peter Cushing, was it? No, it, it wasn't. It was, well, I'm I'm thinking of like back when they did. Do you remember X Men and they did it? On oh no 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 Ian no! That was and, yeah, that yeah, was that terrible. Was, okay, no, good. I mean, good, good, no, good. they've they've basically. Yeah, I mean. He's got hair. They're digitally faced. Well, no, he's got him. hair because Nick Fury is obviously bald. In, in right, yeah, in, yeah. So he's got hair, and he's got two eyes. Yeah, and yeah. he hasn't got a massive scar in here, and, and right. he just he just doesn't look like he's been beaten up. Yeah. Um. The funny thing is, you spend he spends almost the entire film hurting one eye, and you kind of go, "Is he going to lose the eye here? Is, is he going to lose?" It? And he bangs. And he goes, "How's your eye? Oh, no, it's fine. It's fine." Uh, okay. And you kind of go, "Is they're, he going? Is this right?" And nice, it's, so the whole film, I was waiting for him to lose. I was, it was like, "Oh, oh, no, not yet. Okay. Wait, wait for us." But and is, it, is that de-aging? So it's not. Is it distracting? No, it's not. I, right. I, okay. To be honest, that's with all you, you want. You just um, don't want it to be going. Yeah, Clark Gregg. Weird. Clark Gregg, who plays mm. Agent Coulson, he looks very smooth. He he looks like they've they've done. No offense, Clark Gregg, but they've done. A little bit more to him right. than perhaps it does Samuel, and he does. He looks. He looks a little botoxed. He looks like he's been right. a bit okay. flattened. There's Bert pointing at his face. They've basically stuff. done like some mega Instagram filter on him. Basically, yeah, but it's fine. It's it. It's good, and it's and the movie zaps along. Jude Law turns up. Mm-hmm. My man Jude Law. Yeah, he's in my he's one, and one and done. Yep. He's in my one and done cast for this film because I knew he would turn up, and um, and it it, it plods along, and it's 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 good fun. It's. It hits all the right notes, and yeah, it's a it's it's a good film, and um, there is the inevitable. Obviously, this film has come out in between the two Avengers, Avengers films, mega films, and the end of Infinity War kind of hinted and trailed into Captain Marvel. It did. If you stay to the end, if you and stay watch to the, the end, and then the, yep. the post credit scene in Captain Marvel links into 
the next Okay, Avengers. so should I stay for the post-credits? Um, there's two post-credits scenes. Two? There's two, because I stayed for both of them. Stay for the first one. Right. Second one, meh, maybe not. But to be honest with you, it doesn't really matter, because by the time this comes out, everyone who has wanted to see it has probably seen it already, so it's good. But yeah, good film, and it's made a huge amount of money, mm. obviously. Um, I'm going to see it tomorrow. Oh, are you? Oh, I'm cool. quite pumped for it. It's it's good. It's I think you'll enjoy it. Um, it it's the kind. It's it's a really good entry point into the Marvel mm. universe. Because dare, dare, dare we suggest that Wilson maybe should uh, yeah, give this, this one a shot because of the because of the tunes. This is a, actually this is a good point for someone to watch it because you because it explains because she is she has a confusing or a confused recollection. Right. A lot's explained through her. So you'll go, why is that guy? Oh, why are those? Why can those guys change? Oh, why is that okay. guy blue? Oh, right. Okay. And then, right. so... It, so it, does it build... For those who want to build up their picture of the universe... You can just drop in on this one. Okay, right. So it's a good job. But is it, for people who know the Marvel Universe, is it, add, oh, people is it who adding... Know the Mar- but is it adding more stuff? No, not really. Right, okay. It doesn't... But it, it, it ties nicely. It, it's, it's a very nice parallel track. Okay. It doesn't. It, if you didn't watch it, it wouldn't. I don't think it's a bit like Black Panther. You don't Panther. need to see it. It's a bit to, like Black Panther. It's to it's, go into Avengers. It's definitely out on its side, but it does have links back in. But Black yeah. Panther, you could go into Black Panther completely mm-hmm. cold, cold. Yeah, and it doesn't really matter because no. it's, everyone, it's, it's, it's self contained. It's self contained in the same way that you could go into Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, cold. And not this have is to worry what about it. this is how genius. Uh, Marvel are how well they're managing this they're actually they're continually giving you on ramps yeah and that's right? and that's exactly and this is exactly how I define this film and yes it is the first film that has got a female lead in it mm-hmm. and obviously a lot's been made about that female um, writer director there's been uh, yeah and uh, yeah, it's two directors Anna Bowden and Ryan Fleck oh Ryan Fleck by the way uh, was I knew I recognised his name he was the guy that did Mississippi Grind which was the the gambling film with Ben Mendelsohn. Oh, did that go He's where? Off, did that go where? Go, go do nothing. Yeah, yeah, do yeah, nothing. Yeah. But it's also Ben oh, Mendelsohn. Oh, Ben Mendelsohn, right? But he's in this. Ah, uh, but he's also in this with an Australian accent. It, now, is that his proper? Yes, accent? it is his right, proper okay. accent. So I think what they said was, you don't have to do the voice. No, but you are going to have to spend <gasps> six hours in the makeup chair. How about Ben Mendelsohn as Ming? Mercy. Oh, sorry, no, no, sorry, we're not going to talk about that. Yeah, anyway. well, he's the obvious choice. To Discord anyway, for that yes. one. Yes, but anyway, so yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a good film, and as you say, it's it's a really good on-ramp. Mm. Um, yeah, that's... The... Yeah, go see it. Go see it. I'm seeing it tomorrow. Jude Law. Jude Law. Legend. Indeed. In a strange turn of events, my two children were away last weekend, and so Mrs. Smith and I got to go to the cinema on our own <laughs> to see. I had no idea where Stenders was going to see a film. <laughs> to see a film we wanted to see, and I actually. Uh, so you picked something? Did you pick one of those Oscar winners? Did I you, picked you... one of the really highbrow films. No, I picked the wrestling movie with the Rock in it. Fighting with my fighting family. with my family. Yes, that looks really funny. It's. Um, uh, Mrs. Smith was really not keen because she was like, oh, it's WWE, it's about wrestling. And But I saw an interview with Stephen Merchant, who was the writer and director on it, and he also has a little cameo in it. And um, it really piqued my interest. My goodness, that is a funny film. It has, like, within about the first 10 minutes, like, properly laugh out loud. Really? Oh, cool. Be- belly laugh 
levels of funny in it. Um, Nick Frost is uh, genius. It's he's really this is, good. This at is it. the one where it's like they grow up in the north of England. And so yes, I should back up and. And then they end up going to L.A. So it's yes. kind of like a weird kind of going to Hogwarts for wrestling. It is indeed. So wrestling right. in the U.K. is nothing like WWE no. wrestling. It is very low-key, very amateur. Um, uh, has pretensions of grandeur, but is like it's totally homegrown. Yeah. Um, and kind of charming. And for, uh, you know, for, for, for Birch and me growing up, there was like this sort of stuff was on the TV. World of Sport. Indeed, on a Sunday afternoon, and it was it was it, worlds apart from uh, WWE which and is, what you have which in America, is a, which is a billion billion dollar behemoth yeah. entertainment. So this is the story, the true life story of a small family, all who are into wrestling, and one of them uh, makes it, and you follow. Uh, it's in fact, it's the the daughter who makes it. I didn't know it was a true story. Yes, it's... Yeah. Um, And it's actually... She only broke through into WWE, I think it's like 2014, so it's not even that long ago. Now, the really... The story behind the story is that Dwayne Johnson was in London filming one of the Fast and Furious movies and he was flicking through the TV in his hotel room in the UK and he came across a documentary about this family and he saw it and went, that, I like that story. I think we should make a movie of it. So he wow. then pulled in Stephen Merchant, who he'd worked on on some other film that did terribly, uh, and said, I want you to do it. And then so he then ends up in as himself so in the movie. Produ- he produced yeah. the film, but yeah. he's also in the film. So it's a little bit of a rag, uh, rags and riches. And he's only really a cameo. It's a little bit of a rags, and ri- rags to riches, um, sort of a fish out of water movie. But it is actually a surprising amount of depth to it because you also follow the family because the son also wanted to make it and got turned down so you follow his story as well as her story okay all the performances in it are great and like i said on top of that you've got a little you've got you've got like the difficulties that they go through and great comedy all at the same time so yeah it's a really good film um i'm glad to see it's actually done i think it went in at number one for a week in the uk so i'm not quite sure how it will do in the US because it is actually quite a UK centric. Certainly, the first half of it is very UK centric. I guess it's got the upside of you've got Dwayne Johnson in it, right? It's got star power, and when you look at the posters, he's right up the he's front. In the middle, yeah. It's not that he's big; he's like they've actually put him at the well, front. Well, I mean, you got to um, lead with what you know, but it does. Yeah, and people will know the WWE, and they will probably know um, Paige, which is her stage name. If yeah. they're WWE fans, they will know. And so, I think maybe it will be. It, maybe it will find an audience in the US, but I'm really glad that it, it, it's, I think within two weeks it had doubled, it made twice the money that its budget was. Because I went, I was quite interested to go in and we've talked in the past about how do films do, what, how much money do they need to make to basically be considered successful. Within two weeks of it being uh, in being released in the UK, it doubled the money it could cost to make. So wow. I think it's it, it's doing all right, and I'm really it's really nice to see what is a relatively small film. It's a, yeah, I mean, and a British oriented film, but it's yeah, yeah, it is be successful. So and, and we did see this in the trailer. We did say that it's it's going to it's going to be a very good film in the UK, but it's going to be quaint in the US because it's yeah. a British film. But, that, I, but I'm hoping goes, the comedy 
uh, translates. I, I wonder if maybe it's a, this one might be a good word of mouth. It might grow through word of mouth. I, I don't know. And then, you know, obviously it's been out for a while now. It certainly was released with, you know, not to be stomped on by uh, Avengers. Yes, it came so out. So I, I would be interested to see, you know, a couple of weeks from now, like what its total run came out at. But if you haven't seen it and you missed it in the cinema, if you can see it some other way, I, I'm, I'm te- genuinely very funny. Uh, in places so uh, yeah highly recommended from me it's cool. so a bit, bit of a surprise didn't think it would be as good as it was to be to be honest so yeah there you go i've also managed to go off and see a film Aren't we which also ones? is a true story yeah i saw bohemian rhapsody oh that's been out for a while it has but it kind of because it won the oscar it kind of bounced oh, so I, see. I i snuck in on a on a spare evening and went and saw it yeah um with Mrs. B. Um, okay, so uh, were you a fan of Queen when you were? When, are you a fan? I of Queen? was kind of like a greatest hits fan. I right. wasn't like so, a buy the albums, but I like the I like the hits. Yeah, I, yeah. I I was never. I mean, if you, I think all of the songs that they because they 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 do all the songs. Obviously, it's not it's not a, a it's not a um, jukebox musical. They don't suddenly no. go, oh wow, if only we could break free. <laughs> None of that, right? It doesn't do that because I would have just got. It doesn't off. have Meryl Streep in it. It, it does. Uh, I yeah. don't want to talk. It doesn't do any of that. Um, so basically, it's it's the story yeah. of Queen, but it's, it's a biopic. It's right. a biopic, but it's specifically the story of Freddie Mercury from the in the genesis of Queen to when they did the Live Aid performance, right. which was in 1985. Which is a large chunk which is, of it's his about life. 15, it's about yeah. 15, 16. So it was because I Not didn't. insignificant. I didn't realise how massive Queen were. I. I, mm. I the music I listened to growing up, I went straight from the sixties to the nineties. I missed, right. I, as a as a genre, and, and I missed the whole of the nineteen seventies. And for me, I think, like like I said, I was a greatest hits fan because I think they'd had their biggest. They were like not on the wane, but they they had had their peak, yeah. already before I yeah. got into music. But they they basically were huge in the nineteen seventies, yeah. and they just toured all of the time they just they mm. just constantly were running around the world touring and they were playing everywhere and i didn't realize all of this and obviously i i know you know the the later life of freddie mercury and obviously he died tragically in 1994 mm. and it addresses but anyway the film itself is good a couple of things one if you're a huge queen fan it's going to bug you because they they mess around with the timeline, uh, and this is what I've heard. Yeah, because that, obviously, that in order some people, to make, some people take against it because it's not yeah. true to life in that no, sense. No, and they've they've reordered a couple of things. So, for example, um, there were certain things that was known and not known before Live Aid, and, and they've moved stuff around a bit. But right. it doesn't impact it. It tells the story. So, is it like it's truthful, but it's not true? Exactly, and also allegedly. <laughs> allegedly, he says, looking at the phalanx of lawyers on the other side of the glass. Allegedly, um, they toned I'd down. Forgotten they were. Yeah, I know they're always there. They're just bolted up right now because I've said allegedly. Um, the uh, the antics of the the current members of the band have been downplayed. Oh really? So I think during the seventies, I think they were, let's say, wild. But in the film, they're kind of portrayed more as sensible, upstanding fellows right. with wives, etc. And, and et is that in part to contrast? I to think contrast? It, it possibly is, and as also or the fact that they're still alive and in control of the production. Yes, and uh, maybe kind of and they maybe cleaning up the history. They maybe it. don't want to sanitizing, sanitizing that they it. they did they did everything that's laid out on that table of stuff. Yeah, and I don't know, but it's 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 fine. But it's it's all about Freddie Mercury, and it's all about. Um, 
his life. What? What's happening? Yeah, yeah, they've all sat They're down. okay, they're sat down again. Yeah, the, lawyer, the lawyers have gone... We, it's, they're, just navigate, to, they're just on amber alert now. Yeah, we've navigated yeah. that one quite carefully. Um, but all the music's there, um, yeah. and they've kind of um, seamlessly put in the vocals so that the, the oh, actors... Rami Malek's... Rami Malek's has done... Is, oh, he's doing the vocals. Well, I, right. think they've, I think they've kind of, kind of put them merged together. Right. So they've merged it, so there's a couple of it. So all the songs you remember, and all the songs come up and they, and they play, and it's very good. But yeah, I, I just didn't realise. However... There is one bit in the film that is the best bit in the film. First of all, and this is a repeating motif in my life this year, Mike Myers turns up and you ah. go, and you go, is that Mike Myers? Go, That's not Mike Myers. That's Mike Myers. So Mike Myers turns up as an A&R um, guy, guy. And they're arguing about the Night at the Opera album, which is the album that contains Bohemian Rhapsody. Right. And he is arguing against releasing it as a song. And he utters the line, look, I want a song that kids can bang their heads to in cars. Bohemian Rhapsody is not that song. <laughs> now, I'm pretty sure that he... Simultaneously that, calling forward and backward in time. Indeed. And it just and the whole of space-time just went... <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure they said they said to him, would you like a role movie? And he went, yeah, 100%. And he goes, I'll do it for free if I can do that line. And I'm pretty <laughs> sure he goes, I'll fly myself over. I'll do my own makeup. I'll do whatever. <laughs> but, I, but he drops that line and... And as soon as I, because I didn't recognise it was him, because he was he's quite heavily made up. Right. And I suddenly went, "Is that Mike Myers?" And I said to Mrs. B, I bet he's here, uh, please." And he and he did the Wayne's World reference, and I was just, <laughs> "Bravo, sir!" And it's just it's a great little line, and you kind of just go, "Yeah." Um, <laughs> and it was really good. But yeah, good good film. But yeah, as I said, if you're a it it's a it's a good story and it, it ticks along and the music's good and it's they they kind of bookend it with the live aid performance which right. they they did kind of like recreated it mm. so there's obviously there's a fair bit of kind of staging and graphics and, and a lot of cgi crowds and stuff but it works really well yeah rami malek is brilliant in it he's oscar worthy oscar i think who i think it was some good very good good but maybe not but maybe not. Well, I don't know. I mean, you know, but he looks the part and he obviously right. had to wear this kind of um, appliance, dental appliance to get that kind of distinctive look. It does kind of brush over a couple of the wilder stories, as I've said. Yeah. But um, no, a, a good flick. Solid. Not a Queen fan. I'm not a Queen fan. I've never been a fan of the music. Not against them. It's just, it's mm. just never really come up, as I said. And I knew all the, I knew all the, the, the songs and it was, it was all, it was, it was a, it was a good film that just nicely ticked along. Hmm. So this one's going to annoy you. Because uh-huh. I know... Yeah, no. Why this, would it annoy me? Because this is a film that has annoyed you for the reasons... I didn't annoy you for the reasons I thought it was going to annoy you, which was Rebel Wilson. It annoyed you because it lacked punctuation. Oh, <laughs> this is... Isn't it romantic? Isn't... Isn't... Isn't it romantic? I can't even say the sentence because it has to be interromantic. It has yeah. a question mark at the end, except on this where it doesn't. Okay, so this is film, it not romantic? Is it not romantic? Romantic? Is it, is it not? Is it romantic? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, as a concession to dragging Mrs. B along to watch uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, I then said, "Right, I shall restore balance and we'll watch." Isn't it romantic? Now, this was interesting because this was the one where we saw it was being theatrically released in the US. Yes. So the internet told us, but not yes, in the UK. Yes, because I watched it last night on Netflix. Ah, okay. So it's a Netflix film. So it got released theatrically for Valentine's Day, which is obviously the cynical crash 
cash grab that it was, which is fine because I did the same thing. Yep. And now a month later, it's been dropped onto Netflix mm. because it's done all it was going to do. Right, that. and it didn't get. A, I don't believe it had a UK theatre. I don't release. believe it did. No, but it did okay in the US, and it right. was fine. Um, we saw the trailer for this film, and we both went mm, Rebel Wilson. But now, then we saw the rest of the trailer and went, that kind of looks maybe it's going to be funny. Yeah. So um, how was it? It was actually quite funny. Hmm. It was ninety minutes, which was oh, wow, which tight. was yeah, which was good. Gets in, gets just, out. Yeah, gets in, makes a few jokes, gets out. Um, Rebel Wilson is Rebel Wilson's good. She, she just she just she can be a bit too much. Yeah, but they kind of down to basically the story is girl grows a bit up like, a bit like Jack Black. Black. Yes, you need the right exactly. amount. You just yeah. need a you just need to kind of go right. We don't need to go into seven. Don't need to go into twelve. Seven. Right. Um, so basically, the premise is that she's grown up all of her life watching all of the romantic comedies that we watched in the 1990s. Mm-hmm. And we all so watched So like them. Pretty Woman and all that kind of thing. Yep. All of those. And they and, and apparently the director and the writer of this film, they watched them all. They did like, they watched wow. like, That's they spent a... like a month watching all of them. Goodness. And they realised that all of these films, they've all got a very structure. similar structure and a very yep. similar tropes and blah, blah, blah. And this is played to in the film. So she's she's living in grotty New York. Mm. Like it's it's smelly and it's rubbish and her apartment's crap. And she has a dead end job, and Liam Hemsworth is she's pitching an architectural job to an American accented Liam Hemsworth, and her best friend is in the office with her, who's you know, and, and then they talk talking about romantic comedies, and she basically goes on a three hour rant about romantic comedies and how they always do this and always do that, and there can't be two women who work together in an office; they have to be sworn enemies, and and you know, everyone has a gay <laughs> yeah. best friend, and, of course, and blah blah blah, blah. Yeah. and all of the tropes. At which yeah. point she gets mugged on the subway. And hits her head and wakes up in a dream-like romantic comedy. Ah. So she wakes up and the first person she sees is Tom Ellis, who's you'll recognise as Lucifer from Lucifer on oh. telly. And he's all like, my God, you're amazing. You're beautiful. How are you? And she's like, <laughs> kind of going, what the hell are you talking about? She And every time she tries to swear, like... Uh, there's a noise or a beep or something so she realises that she's in like a PG-13 romantic comedy Liam Hemsworth, Hemsworth then turns up again and he's 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 beguiled with her he keeps saying the word beguiled but yeah. now he's got an Australian accent to match her Australian accent she's oh, like right. are you Australian now and he goes oh, I was always Australian no I'm pretty sure you were American like yesterday and and now the and now the guy who lives opposite her who was like a, a, a is inferred to be like some sort of like very aloof guy just like oh yeah whatever is now her fabulous <laughs> Best friend ever, amazing, doesn't have a job, just basically spends the whole time clapping, being very camp and shedding makeover. And she kind of goes, look, this guy's putting gay rights back like by a hundred years right now. He's like going, oh my God. Um, and it's got yeah. all, of, and then, and now what was her her best friend in the office is now a power suit wearing arch enemy. And the woman, the woman who plays the best friend has basically got two roles. She's, she's nerdy best supportive friend in the real world. Yeah. And she's power dressed bitch from hell in the right. romantic comedy world and she like plays both roles full on boom, angular power suits I will crush you but she plays both roles really really well and then it zips along and um, obviously she works out that she's in some sort of dream romantic comedy world and she yeah. tries to work out how to get out of it and uh, a, a little blah, 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 day a little a little yeah, kind of yeah she yeah. understands that she's right. that she's in this structure and she wants and then she obviously rails against it because yeah. she doesn't like romantic comedies and blah 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 and then she probably realises then she has there's to an epiphany and then the thing and there's yeah. a thing and then it turns and then when you think it's going to zag it actually zigs and you go oh because you see I thought it was going to be her 
And now, and now she, she, and she like goes, that. you know what? This isn't the thing. This, and then you go, well, and then it all so kind of nice, resolves. And it like resolves nice. quite nicely. And then it comes back and she's very happy to be back in Smelling New York. And then, so it's very act one, act two, act three. Act three right. Boom. Thank you. Thank you for playing. We're out. Done. Done. And it's actually not a bad flick. Yeah. It's, um, oh, okay. I might give it, that a look. Yeah. It's, it, it's, it's funny and it's it's got some it's and got some it, was it a successful uh, uh, sort of payback movie as yeah. it were no no for, it, was, uh... it was good yeah I'm, I'm, I'm maintaining I've got a pretty hot streak at the moment in picking films and I've, I've maintained it with that oh, but yeah good. it's it, it wouldn't be my film of choice but it's actually it's it's a bit it's of a actually all right. it's actually alright and it's it's especially if you've seen and most almost everyone has seen one of these romantic comedies from the 90s like Pretty Woman or all the myriad of these ones and I think if you've seen them you'll you'll understand where the film is so it's quite it's subversive in that mm. but manages to actually be quite it's quite a nice film mm. so yeah so good that was a bit of a surprise um, in a really nice way in a really nice way that's it for your April uh, edition of the Fantasy Film League podcast not a lot more to say please uh, if you're listening and you're on iTunes go and uh, put a Put a little uh, review in for us. Give us a star rating. I'm not saying I'm really looking for this, but if you don't do it, I'm going to come and find you. Wow, you're chasing that uh, chasing that star rating, aren't you? I'm... I just want to know. It's, we said last week, and we have not been inundated with these reviews. It's still like, you have insufficient reviews for us to give you a star have rating. Have we still got an E rating on our... We do. Can we remove that? I have no idea. You set it up. Years oh, okay. ago, I have no idea how I've to been, go in and. I've been and take very good on swearing recently because you we were quite sweary for a while. You did but... swear a little. What you did swear in one of the an episode ago or something, but it was it was justified. Oh okay, yeah, all right. But okay. we probably could take it off. I don't know. I just don't know how. <laughs> I've genuinely got no idea. But if we do take it off, then I can't say the word. 